your body is a machine. It's a very complex machine and it's need the maintenance. And it's like a saving for your retirement. The early that you will start, uh, you will have a better chance to, uh, to live longer, better life. So don't say, I'm, oh, I'm only 20 and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good and I'm feeling good and all of that. Because what uh, your body shows, how do you look like, doesn't mean what happened inside your body. And the issue is starting very early. So if we'll, you'll find that, I don't know, you have slightly high cholesterol, slightly high glucose, slightly high uh, inflammation or slightly low vitamin D, you can treat it early and then you'll be better for longer. So uh, don't, don't say it's too early for me. It's never too early, but it's also never too late. So if you haven't done it yet, <laughs> uh, you should do it because uh, uh, you, you cannot uh, have a better investment than uh, in making your body in the best shape that it uh, could be. Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Chase Rosa, a former private equity analyst, now exploring human performance through podcasting, coaching, jujitsu, and endurance athletics. In this podcast, I'll be unraveling the stories of high performers across sports, business, and wellness. By presenting their stories, uncensored and uncut, I hope to inspire you to take a step back, look within, and evaluate your path and journey. Today's guest is Dr. Gil Blander. Gil is internationally recognized for his research in the basic biology of aging and translating research discoveries into new ways of detecting and preventing age-related conditions. He leads a team of biology, nutrition, and exercise physiology experts and computer scientists at Inside Tracker, and has been featured in CNN Money, The New York Times, Forbes, The Financial Times, and The Boston Globe, to name a few. Gil received a PhD in biology from the Wiseman Institute of Science and completed his postdoctoral fellowship at MIT. In 2009, Gil founded Inside Tracker alongside scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard to realize his mission to transform the way every human being eats, sleeps, and moves to live a longer, better life. Inside Tracker is the leading personalized nutrition platform which generates ultra-customized recommendations to optimize an individual's health by tracking and analyzing blood and genetic biomarkers using a patent-pending algorithm. The expert system matches the most relevant science-based recommendations to each individual based on blood data, DNA data, and demographics, as well as self-reported preferences and goals. I recently received my blood work results back from InsideTracker and was very impressed by the platform's specificity of recommendations, and more importantly, why it's recommending a certain food, form of exercise, or supplement. If you'd like to try it out too, go to InsideTracker.com, choose a plan, and use the code DRIVINGFORCE, all one word, at checkout for 25% off anything site-wide. That's code DRIVINGFORCE at checkout for 25% off your plan. I've also included a link in the show notes to bring you directly to the InsideTracker plans page. In my interview with Gil, we discussed the origins of his interest in longevity, the inspiration to start Inside Tracker, how the Inside Tracker platform works, blood biomarkers versus physiological markers, and much more. And so, without further ado, my interview with Dr. Gil Blander. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Gil. Um, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, so I'm glad we can make this happen. No, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited as well. So let's get into the origin story here a little bit. Um, like, where did you grow up and when did your interest in science really begin? Yes, yeah, so you can hear from my accent that I'm not a Native American. I was uh, born and raised in uh, Israel. And uh, pretty early in life, uh, I uh, got uh, um, interested in longevity. And the reason is that uh, um, a relative of mine passed uh, uh, due to cancer. And uh, at that time, I was 12, I realized that I'm not uh, immortal. And I really wanted to, to understand why do we, do we die? How can we live longer? How can we delay uh, aging-related diseases? So at that time, I decided that uh, I would like to dedicate my life for uh, longevity research. And if I will take a, a step uh, further, so that's why I study biology, uh, undergrad in uh, Tel Aviv University in Israel. Then I uh, moved to the Weizmann Institute in Israel uh, and done a, a PhD. 
And then in 2002, I moved to uh, Boston and uh, joined MIT. I joined one of the labs, uh, actually one of the best labs that studied the aging or longevity. And uh, I spent there five years. Interesting. That's a, that's a big, audacious decision to make at 12 years old. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know that uh, my, uh, daughter, my daughter is now, she is uh, 16. And she asked me, Daddy, did you know what you want to do when, uh, at the age of 16? So I said, yeah, I knew, but I'm crazy. So most people <laughs> don't know. But, <laughs> but right. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so while you were studying biology in school, did the idea ever cross your mind to become an entrepreneur? No, not at all. So uh, my goal was to, uh, as I said before, to do my uh, graduate study at the Weizmann Institute. And the reason is that the Weizmann Institute is the best university in uh, Israel. And uh, at that time, I think that I started to, um, to learn about longevity. I read some papers and I found that uh, one lab at MIT, the lab of uh, Professor Lenny Garente, is the leader in uh, aging research. So I uh, already decided uh, uh, to go and do my postdoctoral fellowship there. And the funny story is that uh, I met my wife when I started undergrad, and we actually uh, uh, got married at the end of my undergrad. Uh, but when I met with her, uh, we started to talk about what you want to do and so on. And I told her, yeah, I want to finish my undergrad, do PhD at, a, at the Weizmann Institute, and then go to MIT and do my postdoc. And I think it's like, it was like 10 years before. And then uh, when I came to her uh, one day and I told her, okay, we are moving to MIT. We are living in Israel and moving to Boston. She so told me, I don't want to, to move it. I told her, are you kidding me? I told you that uh, 10 years ago and now we are doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the funny story about uh, uh, wow. our uh, uh, travel. Interesting. And uh, just quickly, were, what did your parents do for work? Were, like, were, they, were they in science? Were they in business? Um, I, um, not, not really. Uh, I can tell you that I, I actually, uh, I think that I'm a bit proud of it, that uh, I came from a, a, the town in Israel that uh, considered to be the worst education system in Israel. Uh, and, uh, uh, but uh, background of my parents, my father is a, a, a travel agent and my, my mom uh, used to be a, a nurse. She used to even be uh, like the head nurse of the hospital. But uh, I'm really proud to say that I came from the worst education system in Israel, and somehow I got to, to Boston and MIT and all of that. So I'm, uh, I'm really uh, I'm proud about that in a way. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. And uh, so shifting gears here a little to get into Inside Tracker, like when? So when did the inspiration come to to start Inside Tracker? Yeah, so I'm I'm going back to MIT. So when I arrived to MIT. Uh, my goal was to finish the postdoctoral fellowship and then uh, go back to Israel, uh, hopefully to get accepted as a professor at the Weizmann Institute. So that was my goal. And that's actually the goal of, uh, I would say, 99% of uh, a PhD student or uh, someone who's a PhD. But wh when I arrived to MIT, I started to be exposed, and I'm sure that you heard about it, Kendall Square, it's the area around MIT. There are uh, maybe thousands of companies, biotech, high-tech, uh, pharmaceutical. Um, and uh, uh, the professor that I done, the postdoc at his lab, uh, had the company at that time. And uh, a, a fellow postdoc that he, he actually got already a position at Harvard, his name is David Sinclair, I assume that you heard about him. Oh, sure, yeah. At that time, he uh, uh, started a company co called Sirteris Pharmaceutical. And uh, I, I done an experiment uh, and I needed a reagent for the experiment and I was looking at the catalog and the company that had the catalog said, hey, the company that made it, uh, withdraw it from the catalog because they don't want to sell it anymore. So I said, okay, which is the company? So I told them the company, I pick up the phone and call them and apparently they have been a company in Boston. So I, I drove there and started to meet with them and I done a partnership with them and we published a paper together. And, uh, and also, I was uh, lucky enough to be uh, funded by Estee Lauder, the cosmetic company, because I'd done something about uh, skin aging and differentiation and all of that. So all of that started to expose me to the biotech, pharmaceutical, and I started to realize that uh, I might uh, be able to contribute much more to humanity if I would start my own company. 
then uh, being right. a, a professor in the academia that might publish one or two paper a year that maybe five other scientists will read. Um, so uh, at that time, it was, I don't know, a year or two years after starting the postdoctoral fellowship, I started to think about, okay, actually I, I'm uh, changing course and instead of being a professor, I want to be an entrepreneur. I, I have to tell you that my, my mom wasn't excited about it, and I think that she's still <laughs> mad at me, because she really wants her son to be a professor, and I'm sorry, I won't be a professor, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's my story. Yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. And uh, so as someone without a traditional business, bra- business background, like, talk to me about what the experience was like for you to start and begin running a company. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting and it's uh, not easy, but it's, uh, I would say it's a, it's a, a great endeavor uh, because uh, I, I can tell you the story about starting the company, maybe let's start there. So, um, so, so I left MIT after five years and then, uh, as I said, I realized that I want to start my company, but I haven't had the good idea and uh, I haven't had the right education, as you said, I haven't done MBA. So I decided, okay, let's work in the industry for a few years, learn from there, and then uh, based on that, start the company. So I joined a small startup at uh, Cambridge that uh, done uh, uh, system biology, computational biology, and I started to learn uh, from them how to to do that. And uh, at that time, I uh, decided to use the platform that they built in order to try to understand what is the process behind caloric restriction. I assume that you heard about caloric restriction? Um, I haven't, what is it? Okay, so caloric restriction is a regime that they've been shown in model organism, that when you cut the amount of calories that you feed, a, a, let's say mice, by 40 to 50%, the mice can live longer by 40 to 50%. And they showed it in mice, in rats, in monkeys, in fish, in worms, in a lot of different uh, model organisms. And today there are also some uh, um, markers that show that even if you do it in humans, so I, I'm, I, I assume that uh, you or your audience heard about intermittent fasting or sure, uh, right. uh, 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 fasting every other day or uh, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, there, there are a lot of benefits for that. So the, there is a lot of data in the literature. I think that the first experiment was done in the 1930s on, the, on the rats and they showed that. But the mechanism wasn't clear. So what I decided to do is let's take all the data together and use a, a system biology, computational biology, and try to understand what's happening behind the hood. Why uh, are we living longer when we are cutting the amount of calories? So I used the platform of uh, the company that I worked for and uh, found uh, interesting data. And uh, uh, so at that time, uh, I had a few other uh, uh, scientists that worked with me and I showed them uh, uh, in the company and they were really excited and they came to me and say, hey Gil, we, we have to uh, start a company based on that. And the reason for that is the guys that we are working for, they don't understand it. They, they, they cannot take it forward. It's very big, let's do that. And they also told me, okay, and you need to quit your job and start working on that. And I was naive enough and I said, okay, I will quit my job. So uh, <laughs> two months later, I, uh, two weeks later, sorry, I, I quit my job. Luckily, I was smart enough to find another job. So I found another company to work for. And uh, I started to develop the, uh, all the science and uh, started to find technology guys and all of that. And then uh, eight years later, I quit the job of the other company and, uh, and, and basically st- started to work full time on, uh, on that company on the Insult Tracker. At that time, I haven't had any funding. So basically, uh, I was un- unemployed. Uh, uh, my wife wasn't happy, I assume. Um, <laughs> and uh, I started to, uh, to continue to develop the technology and I started to raise money from uh, some angels. Uh, I was lucky enough that I succeeded to raise some money and uh, continue to go forward and then raise more money and uh, add more people and uh, find customers and so on. But I want to say that it's very hard. I'm doing it for uh, uh, 11 years and uh, uh, it's not easy. We are now a, a, a bit bigger. We have 70 employees and we have tens of thousands of customers. And uh, I just uh, uh, listened to interviews, interview with uh, a few customers that we are doing right now in order to improve the product. And the majority of them are very happy with what we are doing. And I'm uh, uh, pretty happy with what we are doing, but. Uh, as an entrepreneur, I want to say that you're never happy. 
So you have uh, <laughs> tens of thousands of customers, you want hundreds of thousands of customers. Yeah. Your customers saying that you are amazing, you want to, them to say that you are super amazing, and so on. <laughs> so it's a, uh, I think that what a, one of the traits of entrepreneur is that you are always unhappy, and you always want to achieve more. Uh, because if you are right. not like that, it's very hard. It's very tough, especially at the beginning, you are uh, fighting against everyone and you are alone. So it's, uh, it's not an easy, uh, but it's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Wow. So you so you're working for eight years at this other company while you're also kind of building no, the foundation. Eight months. For, eight, oh, eight, eight months. months. Oh, okay. Eight months, yeah. not eight years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> eight years. <laughs> okay. That makes a little more, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So I guess now just fast forwarding to, to present day, what does Inside Tracker look like today? Maybe provide like a brief overview of the company for people listening. Yeah. So Inside Tracker is a, a personalized nutrition, uh, personalized performance, improved performance company. Uh, if you look at uh, our uh, target audience or who do you think that they uh, uh, the best fit for uh, Insta Tracker are the endurance crowd, everyone that like to run, like to do cycling, like to uh, try athlete and so on. Uh, the, um, the strength crowd, CrossFit, uh, 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 weightlifter and all of that. And then we are looking at uh, uh, what we call the longevity crowd and the uh, biohackers. So people that like to try to live longer like me, uh, people that, that like to do experiment with their uh, body. Uh, what, let's see what happens if I will drink one coffee cup a day or if I'll drink the coffee cup at 5 p.m. instead of 5 a.m. and so on. So that's basically the addressable market. Uh, what we are trying to do is to help those people uh, uh, optimize themselves. Uh, and to optimize themselves, we need to understand what's happening inside the body. So we are looking at blood biomarkers, DNA biomarkers, and physiological markers. And physiological markers are data that coming from Fitbit, Garmin, Apple Watch, Oura Ring, whatever you have. Right. And we are taking all of this data together and building a model of that person. And then we are finding what are the issues that this person have. For example, he have high glucose and a high resting heart rate. And then based on that, we are recommending a, a, a intervention for the user. Eat more of that, exercise more of that, uh, sleep less, sleep more, uh, uh, take this supplement, stop taking this supplement, uh, do more HIIT versus, uh, uh, I don't know, endurance activity. And, and all of those recommendations are based on science. So for each of them, we have a, a, a lot of support from the peer-reviewed scientific publication that's saying, hey, if you do that, that will help you to improve your glucose by five units or 10 units, okay? Um, and uh, on top of that, we are allowing our user to select a goal. So uh, the user can come and say, hey, I want to sleep better. I want to uh, run faster. I want to decrease inflammation. Uh, I, I want to uh, uh, improve my uh, uh, cognition. And based on the goal and based on the biomarkers and based on a lot of data that we are, know about you because we are asking you a lot of questions, we are giving you a plan of uh, between one, two, ten different uh, uh, interventions. And when you follow those, this plan for, let's say, a few months, uh, there is a very good chance that you will see improvement in those biomarkers, but also in the goal. So if you want to sleep better, you will sleep better. And if you want to improve cognition, you will improve cognition. Um, we published a paper a couple of years ago uh, that we basically looked at a cohort of around 1,000 subjects or users of InstaTracker. And what we have seen that uh, this cohort selected, a, a, each, a, because each of them selecting a very personalized recommendations. So they selected in a total 525 different interventions. But uh, uh, if you co uh, combine all of them together and look at the effect of their glucose from baseline to follow-up, or their uh, uh, lipids from baseline to follow-up, or inflammation from baseline to follow-up, we've seen a very nice improvement of those biomarkers. So uh, we think that uh, uh, this platform is working. Actually, that's the first um, indication that uh, in a big scale, in the free living people, you can see an improvement of a, a blood biomarker, which is actually what a, a, I know, physicians are using to 
to, to let you know whether you have an issue or not, we have seen a nice uh, a data that shows that you can improve them based on personalized uh, recommendation or personalized nutrition. Um, wow, that's great. And uh, you mentioned um, a couple terms, physiomarkers and, and biomarkers. So would a, an example of a biomarker be like glucose levels and an example of a physiomarker would be like resting heart rate, for, for example? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it's a very good question. And uh, currently, if, uh, we have around 45 blood biomarkers. So it can be glucose, uh, as simple as glucose or uh, cholesterol. It can be some biomarkers that are a bit more exciting, I would say, like cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So we can tell you whether you are stressed or not just by looking at your blood biomarker. Or liver function, whether you have a liver damage or not. Or we are looking at marker that's called creatine kinase, which is a marker of muscle damage. So we can know, uh, just by looking at your blood, we don't need to ask you whether you, you are over-exercised or not. Or we are looking at uh, testosterone that's related to that as well. Uh, we are looking at a few... Um, vitamin, vitamin D, B12, and uh, folic acid. Uh, so we have basically a, a 45 or so blood biomarkers that can give us an holistic view of your body. And based on that, we can uh, come and tell you, hey, you have this issue or you have this issue, but don't worry. Now we are building for your plan that will help you to optimize. So those are the blood biomarkers. Now, physiomarkers, currently we are mainly looking at, uh, as you said, resting heart rate and the sleep-related markers, like uh, uh, total sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, and so on. We are uh, now uh, uh, adding, and we are in the process of adding, what we call body composition group. So weight, and uh, body fat percentage, and waist size, and uh, BMI, and all of that. So we are uh, combining it together, and then uh, giving you some uh, uh, insight about how your body composition look like, and also what can you do about it. And now a, a lot of those activity trackers starting to have more and more interesting information. I don't know if you heard about HRV, heart rate variability. Of course, and, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, an, I'm an avid uh, WHOOP user, so I'm very Ah, familiar. okay. So WHOOP <laughs> is all about HRV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so uh, HRV and uh, blood oxygen level and stress level, uh, like uh, Garmin now have a stress level. And uh, so, so there are a lot of cool stuff that's starting to come from those activity tracker. They used to have very little amount. Now they have a lot. But... Right. Uh, as I assume that you know, uh, you get a lot of data from those activity tracker, but not a lot of, you don't know a lot what to do about it. So what we are doing, we are combining and kind of saying, oh, your HRV is uh, uh, too low right now. Um, so maybe uh, you should uh, uh, sleep a bit more or eat this food or uh, exercise more in the morning than in the afternoon. And we, we, are, we are basically trying to give you as much information from those inputs, not only uh, um, the inputs that Hoop gave you, that it's mainly, not mainly, only physiological, but also about the blood and the DNA, because the DNA gives you your potential. Um, so for example, based on the, your DNA, I can tell you, HAST, you have a, a high risk for high glucose, but then I can tell you, not only that you have high risk for high glucose, also your glucose is high. So because of that, you should do X, Y, and Z. So basically we are trying to combine all together, blood, DNA, and a physiological marker, and then see a very good picture of your body and give you the best recommendation how to optimize your body. And hopefully that will allow you to live longer, better life. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's fascinating. I love how you're, you're integrating with, all, with the fitness trackers too, to kind of give this holistic view of someone's health um, through not just those physiomarkers, but also the, the blood biomarkers that you, that you measure and test. It's really interesting. How did you determine which would be the biomarkers that you would measure on the platform? Like, since, like there are so many. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So at the beginning, uh, um, I basically, we started with blood. So I looked at a Quest Diagnostic. Quest Diagnostic is the biggest uh, uh, lab company in the US. And they have a catalog on their website. So we will go to quest.com. You will see that they have uh, around 4,000 different blood biomarkers. And uh, I very early realized that uh, you cannot test all of them because first, it will be super expensive. And second, uh, you don't have enough blood in your vein to test uh, 4,000 blood biomarkers. Basically, I will uh, drain your body completely from blood. And I don't know that anyone wants to do it. Um, so I spent a lot of time, I think maybe two years, 
uh, together with, with my team, and we started to look at uh, uh, which are the biomarkers that we want to look at. And we came with a simple criteria. First, it should be biomarker of health and not a disease. So glucose is great because it's showing uh, the amount of uh, energy that you have in your blood. But for example, a PSA, which is a prostate-specific antigen, which is a marker of prostate cancer, I don't want to replace the physician, let the physician do their job. That's marker that we won't test. Okay, so biomarker of health and not a disease. Second, we are looking at biomarkers that we can modulate or change using a food supplement exercise and lifestyle changes. So for example, glucose, uh, you have high glucose, uh, I can tell you to eat fiber, I can tell you to uh, eat more oatmeal, I can tell you to take this supplement, I can tell you to sleep more. There, there are a lot of things that I can tell you to do and you will improve your glucose. But for right. example, uh, if you look at the thyroid hormone, it's very hard to do that. They are very, they are super important, but I cannot modulate them with a, a, a simple and natural intervention. You need drug for that. So we decided, okay, we are not going for that. Only something that I can come to uh, Chase or his friend and basically give you something that there is a value for you. And the last one is, I, I want to look at biomarkers that at least 1% of the population are out of normal. Because I don't want to have a biomarker that happen in only in one in a million. And then the majority of my customer won't be happy because they won't get the value. So based on that, we came with those 45 biomarkers. We are evaluating it all the time. So uh, we, we, for example, we added a, a marker that's called A1C, which is a measure of the amount of uh, glucose that you have in your blood in the last 90 days. We added it a year ago because we showed that it's important enough. And we added okay. the RBC magnesium, another marker, two years ago. So we are adding more and more biomarker when needed. Uh, but right now we feel like uh, we have a pretty good uh, sense of the blood. That's right now it's the right time to expand significant the physiological markers because uh, we feel like a lot of people like you have activity tracker. And uh, that's something that, uh, sorry that I'm drifting a bit, but uh, if you look at the input that we have, DNA is once in a lifetime. No, no, no reason for you to test DNA more than once in a lifetime, okay? Then you have right. blood, do it every few months. And then you have activity tracker, you get a lot of data from the activity tracker. If you want every millisecond, you have a new data from the activity tracker. So, uh, but then if you look at the value, the value of the blood is amazing. Blood is a liquid gold. Uh, it's the value of a, a decision-making of physician. Physician making a decision based on the blood. They are not making a decision based on the, the data that we get from the womb, mostly. Uh, they are, but they are making a lot of decision based on the blood. So the, you have basically a cost versus value or timing versus value. So blood is great, but what is nice about the activity tracker, even so that the data from each uh, physiomarker is not as high as the blood, but the frequency is amazing. You can receive data like, uh, as I said, the 50,000 times a day. So you can uh, uh, do a lot of correction. You can say, oh, your resting heart, your heart rate is too high right now. I don't know, take a rest or uh, do meditation. So I can right. tell you immediately do that. While with blood, I, I won't receive the, uh, the glucose, maybe if I will have a continuous glucose monitoring, but most of us don't have it. I won't receive it every two seconds. So because of that, we are uh, trying now to expand a bit the a physiological marker and add more of those. Interesting. Are there any biomarkers that are maybe like more important or more significant that like everyone should be aware of versus others? Yeah, I think that if you look at the uh, blood biomarkers, I think that uh, the biomarkers that related to metabolism are very important. So uh, uh, all the glucose and the lipids, the inflammation markers are uh, super uh, important for everyone. Now then you, you are getting into a, a specific subpopulation. So for example, for the athletic active uh, crowd, uh, especially runners and the uh, endurance crowd, the iron markers are very, very important. And uh, uh, especially, again, uh, runners and uh, uh, young women, um, because we young women losing blood every, every uh, month, uh, they, they have a, 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 a higher tendency to be low in iron, okay? But also uh, males that are running a lot also have that because uh, when you run, you tend to uh, bleed, uh, micro bleeding from your gut and you are losing some, uh, uh, some blood. And because of that, uh, the athletic active population is in a higher risk to, to have low iron. 
Now, when you have a low ion, uh, that means that you have a most likely lower uh, hemoglobin in your red blood cells, and then uh, the red blood cells will transfer less oxygen to your muscle and brain. So that means that if you are trying to run a marathon very fast, it will hinder your chance because you won't have enough oxygen to, in your muscle. But also if you are just, uh, just I'm saying, executive or uh, someone that work in, uh, in the office and you want to be very smart, again, you won't have enough uh, 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 oxygen in your brain. So uh, iron is a, 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 a super important, but again, it's very focused to, for the uh, uh, endurance athletes. And then you have markers uh, that, uh, um, let's say, uh, more relevant to athletic active. Uh, we discussed scratching kinase, which is, which is a marker of muscle damage. Um, so uh, both a, a weightlifter, but also runners or football players, when you are having too much a, a, a rupture of your muscle, you, can, uh, you have higher level of creatine kinase in the blood. And that can uh, cause, if, if it's going too high, it's, it can uh, uh, reflect that you have a real uh, muscle damage and you can injure. So when you have too high creatine kinase, you need to take it uh, easy. And then you have markers that are uh, more related to, again, to athletic active, building muscle versus breaking the muscles. So uh, cholesterol, uh, sorry, testosterone is an anabolic uh, marker, basically, uh, sorry, anabolic hormone. Basically, what it does it say that is helping you to build muscle. While uh, uh, cortisol, which is the stress hormone, is uh, catabolic, meaning it's breaking muscle. So the ratio between okay. cholesterol and uh, cortisol are, uh, is very important because if you have <clears throat> very high cortisol and very low testosterone, you are most likely will break muscle than build muscle. Okay, and and we can continue like <clears throat> someone that eat uh, veggie food is very important for him to test the level of iron and the level of uh, uh, B12 because uh, right. uh, B12 and iron are high in uh, uh, animal source. Um, so, so what I'm trying to say, uh, you can try to uh, generalize it, but the best way to know if you have an issue is uh, really to get tested and then know uh, mm -hmm. whether you have an issue. Right. Interesting. So how does the inside tracker process work for someone who wants to like use the platform? Like, like I want to use one of your plans. Like how, what does that process look like for that person? Yeah, the, that person can come to our website, insertracker.com, and uh, select what plan you want to do. So you can have a plan of uh, uh, just DNA or just uh, uh, blood or a mix of blood and DNA, and on top of that, you can add your uh, activity tracker. Uh, and then uh, 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 related to blood, you can uh, uh, either bring your own blood. So if you have a data from your physician, you can use that and just upload it into our website. And then we have a, a platform that's called OCR that extracts the data from the page and immediately populate it. So you don't need to work too hard to do that. Uh, if you don't have blood data, you can buy the blood data from us and you can buy it uh, via a home kit. So we can... Uh, <clears throat> basically ship to you a, a kit. You can uh, prick your finger and get a few drops of blood and uh, ship it back to us or the lab that we are working with. Okay. Uh, or you can go to the lab, like uh, as I mentioned, Quest Diagnostic. And if you are, uh, uh, don't want to go to the lab because you are scared to get COVID or something like that, we can send a phlebotomist, basically a technician to your home and office, and they will come take the blood and uh, send it to the, uh, to the lab. So that's about the blood. DNA, similarly, you can, uh, if you done a DNA test via 23andMe or Ancestry, you can uh, upload it into our platform. If you haven't done, we have our own DNA kit. So you can uh, buy our DNA kit, we'll send it to you, we'll uh, uh, take uh, some of your sample and uh, uh, the lab will analyze it. And if you have activity tracker, currently we are only a, a connected with Fitbit, what, but we are working on Apple Watch and Garmin. So very soon we'll have uh, Apple Watch and Garmin. And now we are starting to think about what is next. Is it O-ring or Whoop? Is it uh, Sunto right. Watch? So we are in the uh, discussion what, what should be next. But uh, I would say that by, by the end of uh, 2021, we should have a, a handful of uh, different uh, uh, activity tracker that are connected. 
That's great. It's exciting. Um, talk to me more about how the inside tracker recommendations work because you know, all this data they're getting is all well and good, but none of it really matters unless a person takes action on it. So like what's powering these recommendations and yeah, and just like kind of how does, how does it work? Like, like how does it show up on the platform and so on? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think that that is uh, basically the biggest differentiator between InstaTracker and uh, any other entity. So we build uh, an expert system that basically, uh, well, I call it expert system because we are basically using the brain of expert, but we replicate it and allow the, the machine or the computer to do the work. So it's like, uh, I always like to say that it's like, uh, you are talking with the best of the best in nutrition and longevity and exercise physiology, but you don't need to talk with them because they, they, we uh, replicate the brain into the expert system. And then uh, basically uh, you, uh, you receive the best recommendation that will tell you, uh, give you if they have been sitting next to you and looking at your result. So uh, now let's start, uh, let's start to understand what does it mean. So we have a team of scientists uh, that uh, mining the peer-reviewed scientific literature all the time and basically trying to understand what does it mean to, what is the level of glucose that means that uh, you are too high? What is the level of creatine kinase that means that you are too high? What is the level of uh, testosterone that means that you are too low based on your age and gender and ethnicity and athletic activity and other things? So that's right. the first level. So then we are basically coming with a range for you. Are you uh, uh, optimal? Are you normal or are you out of normal? That's first. And then let's assume that you are out of uh, normal or out of optimal. We need to fit for your recommendation. Now it's easy to do it if it's only glucose, but think about it. We have 45 different blood biomarkers. So there are a lot of interaction. So basically the scientists build a, a, a logic rule that comes say, if uh, you have high glucose and uh, low vitamin B12 and low D and high inflammation, then, and you are a male at the age of uh, whatever, 55, and you are a, a, like to uh, cycle five times a week, then you will see this recommendation, okay? So basically okay. we have this logic rule, and this logic rule decide what recommendation to show to each user. Currently we have almost 5,000 different rules like that, and each rule have a lot of permutation as well. So we have, I don't know, tens of thousands or maybe one hundred, hundreds of thousands of a, a, a permutation or option. And then uh, you will receive only the five or 10 recommendations that best for you based on all the information that I, I, I said before. Now, those recommendations, as I said, coming from a peer-reviewed scientific publication. So our scientists mine the literature, finding the, uh, the best recommendation for a, a specific condition and they, they're also showing to you in the recommendation that it's based on uh, this paper and this paper and that paper. And the recommendation not only telling you, okay, you need to take uh, this supplement. We are telling you when to take, what brand we think that they are the best brand, how much to take, how long you should take, and also what will be the effect. So if you will take this supplement, let's say vitamin D supplementation to improve, increase your vitamin D, we'll tell you, how much to take? Is it 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 or you? How long you should take it? And what is expected? Uh, how, how soon you are expected to increase your uh, vitamin D? So it's a very complex system that we build in the backend, but it's a very simple for the user because at the end of the day, the user see, hey, uh, you need to take a 5,000 or vitamin D, take it at that time, uh, take it with food, before the food, after the food, and uh, retest after three months. And uh, if the user will do that, most likely will improve his vitamin D. So in order to uh, help the user to do that, we started to add and we uh, recently uh, uh, came with a very interesting uh, uh, mobile app that basically combine all of that together and allowing you to check in every day if you want to. We are now actually working, if we're talking about uh, activity tracker, we are working on auto check-in. So we're not only uh, looking at your uh, resting heart rate and uh, sleep and all of that, because your activity tracker uh, track whether you exercise or not, or uh, uh, whether you've done yoga or not, if we told you, hey, you need to do yoga, I don't need you to come to the uh, app and say, hey, click, I've done yoga. I know it from your activity tracker. So I can extract this information from your activity tracker and uh, auto-check in you. 
we also build a, a, a mechanism that we can send you a pro tip. So for example, we noticed that uh, your deep sleep was bad last night. You'll receive a pro tip that say, hey Chase, your uh, 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 deep sleep was uh, uh, low last night. Don't worry. Uh, if you will do that today, uh, like two hours before sleep, put your uh, blue glasses uh, uh, protector, that might help you to have a better uh, uh, deep sleep uh, tonight. So basically, uh, we, we uh, built a lot of mechanisms that are uh, allowing our users to have the best chance uh, to optimize themselves. Wow, so these, I didn't realize how specific these recommendations would get. They're very, very specific, like. Very specific, yes. Yeah, like another one might be like, we noticed that um, you're at high risk for high glucose, so we think you should you know, have more fiber, therefore we recommend eating more oatmeal in the morning for breakfast or something like that. Correct, yes. Wow, that's, that's very interesting. Um, so you recently, you recently launched the mobile app, like you mentioned. Um, was that something that had been in the works for a while? Yeah, we, uh, let's say that uh, from the get-go, we thought about mobile app, but uh, I think that as you know, there are millions of mobile app, and uh, I really didn't want to build a mobile app that uh, will be another mobile app. Uh, uh, we really wanted to build something that is uh, making a revolution. And uh, we spent a lot of time on that, and uh, uh, I actually uh, hired a, uh, even an expert outside of the company to help us to, uh, to come with the, be, with the best uh, idea and the best uh, mechanism. And basically what we, uh, I think that what we've done in the mobile app that is a, a revolution is first combining the blood, DNA, and activity tracker together. Uh, because, uh, yeah, a lot of people done 20 strain me and ancestry, and a lot of them uh, have blood data from the physician, and a lot of them have uh, whoop, let's say. But each of them is talking in his own uh, channel. Right. And it's very hard. The whoop might tell you X, uh, the physician might tell you Y, and the DNA might tell you Z. And uh, it's very confusing and very hard. And also, maybe you need to, be, to have a PhD in biology to understand what to do. Um, so what we try to do is let's combine all of that together and come with an holistic uh, solution based on all of them together. And then also give you the tools to do that. Because a lot of those solutions uh, stop there and say, hey, you have a problem with that. Okay, so what? What can I do about it? Uh, so we are trying to close the loop, giving you, okay, as you said, uh, you should eat more oatmeal and you should do, eat it at that time and you should do, eat it at least five times a week. Um, and uh, also you should do X, Y, and Z. And also allow you to, at the end of the day, to do a, a testing and see whether it works or not. Because uh, we are a very complex machine. I think that we are the most complex machine that ever created. And even so that the uh, peer review scientific publications say that uh, if you'll do X, you'll see Y, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, so if it doesn't work, don't worry. We have, a, a, as I said, a 5,000 different recommendations. We'll give you a, a different recommendation. And with trial and error, at the end of the day, we'll optimize. Right. So it's, it's constantly re recalibrating. Um, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Based on the best available and the recent data that you have. Right. Interesting. Uh, so shifting gears here a little, um, I want to talk about uh, biological age and chronological chronological age. So, like, what's the what's the difference between the two, and like, and why is that distinction important? Yeah. So, a chronological age is basically measuring the how old you are based on the day that you have been born. So it's uh, very simple. A biological age is a term that uh, started to get more popularity in the last few years. And that's basically saying, yeah, you have the chronological age, but uh, <laughs> if uh, you will go every day to McDonald's and uh, drink a lot of beers and uh, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. and don't move, won't move, I don't think that your uh, uh, biological age will be the same as someone that uh, is very careful and uh, exercising and sleeping and taking care of himself. So um, us and other uh, started to work on, uh, okay, how can you measure it? So uh, today there are a few ways that uh, uh, scientists are measuring it. Uh, there is a one way that's called telomere lengths. So basically looking, telomeres are the end of the chromosome in your cells. 
And uh, it's an interesting phenomenon that was uh, discovered I know, a few tens of tens years ago that showed that uh, every time that a cell replicate, uh, the end of the chromosome becoming shorter and shorter and shorter. And that's what's called telomeres. So uh, what, what uh, they're trying to do in this method is basically to come say, hey, let's look at the length of the telomere and then uh, predict what is your age. Uh, it's very interesting, but I'm not sure that it's extremely correct because there is not a, a very strong correlation between a telomere length and longevity. Okay, so that's one okay. example. Another example is what we are doing right now is basically looking at the blood biomarkers that you have and basically comparing you to a population. So now we have a lot of a very big database. So right. we can know, for example, that the, the level of glucose increase with age. Uh, it's an increase a bit differently for male and female, but we can separate it. And then basically we can make a regression line or line that's kind of saying, that's the average level of uh, I know, someone in my age. Um, and then basically plot yourself and see, are you above or below? In the case of glucose, if you are below, it's good because uh, high glucose, it's basically metabolic disease, uh, diabetes and all of that. So uh, it's better to be below. If you are above, it's not good, but uh, you are above. So then we can come and say, hey, because you are a bit above, that's mean that because of glucose, you are I don't know, one year uh, older. But we are looking at uh, uh, 18 different biomarkers. So we combine all of them together and then we are coming with one number to you. And that's the, what we call inner age 2.0. And based on that, okay. we can, can come and tell you, hey, you are uh, five years older or five years younger. But even if you are younger, we are giving you the size of the core. So for example, let's assume that uh, a person in the age of 50, and let's say that uh, his uh, inner age is 45. That's great that he is 50 and 45, meaning that he's five years younger than his uh, chronological age. But actually, we can calculate the size of the cord. So if will, all the marker will be optimized, it might be only 40. So we still have five years to get younger, okay? And if you are, I don't know, a, a 55 inner age and with a 50 chronological age, that's, that's not um, exciting, but someone in your age can be even 65. So still you are not the worst. So basically we're showing you the size of the code and then we're okay. giving you a recommendation. What should you do in order to decrease your inner age? Um, so I think that it's a nice tool uh, because first it's giving you one number. As I said, you have 45 different biomarkers. It's very hard for uh, not a PhD to understand, okay, oh, my glucose is high and my uh, testosterone uh, is low and uh, so on. So that's giving you one number that you know, okay, my inner age last time was uh, five years uh, older and now it's two years uh, older. Yeah, it's still older, but I'm going in the right direction. Uh, so it's one number right. that allows you to understand. And uh, I feel that it's very exciting because then people uh, can uh, uh, try to fight the inner age. And hopefully with time, uh, uh, the inner age will become younger. And we really hope that that will also allow them to live longer, better life. Interesting. So you can show someone if they're 30 years old, but their inner age is 25, um, show them what their, I guess, third cohort of 30 year olds, like how many are also chronological, chronological age of 30, but also biological age of 25, if that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We basically can, we compare you to all of, compare you to all of your peers. Yeah. What is interesting because our population is, uh, include mainly uh, healthy people and a lot of them are athletic active. So it's much harder to be younger in our population than uh, if you take a, a data from the literature that uh, most of the time they're looking at sick people. So it's, uh, you, you're comparing, it's like comparing yourself to LeBron James is not easy but comparing <laughs> yourself to a, a, a someone that go to McDonald's every day and drink a lot of beer and a, a couch potato, it's much uh, easier. So right. here in InstaTracker, you are already comparing yourself to the best of the best. Uh, so if your inner right. age is younger, that's mean, wow, you're amazing. <laughs> right, right, interesting. Um, I guess shifting, here, shifting gears here again a little, what are some of the challenges that consumers face in adopting like a truly personalized approach to health and fitness, like using an insight tracker? Yeah, I think that uh, uh, the, the, first let's, let's uh, look at the global uh, uh, environment. And there are a lot of uh, uh, cookie cutter solutions that coming in uh, that uh, uh, um, uh, promising you uh, having the silver bullet 
So I'm sure that you had a lot of companies come say, hey, just take this pill and it will solve right. everything. Or uh, I don't know, just do uh, this exercise for two seconds a day and that's it. Or uh, do one push up a day and that's it, you're, you're great. And at the end of the day, uh, there, there is no silver bullet and the cookie cutter solution are not working. But uh, uh, we are a, a lazy creature and we are looking for that. So uh, somehow uh, they can take our brain and kind of say, oh yeah, that, that's the, I will take only that pill and that will be amazing. Um, so I think that uh, it's first is the mindset. Uh, uh, people need to understand that uh, uh, it's not easy at work and you're spending, I know, 40 hours plus a, a week at work. You should spend some time on yourself and working on yourself and uh, taking care of yourself and uh, uh, relaxing yourself and all of that. Um, and when you get into that, you start to understand, okay, how should I do that? Okay, so if you want to read an article in Men Health and follow that, that's your choice. Uh, most of them are not uh, the most, uh, let's say, uh, accurate. Uh, but if you want to first understand yourself, know what happened in your body, you need to start uh, get deeper, understand what uh, your uh, biomarkers are saying, what your physiomarkers are saying, what your DNA is saying, combine all together and get the best uh, uh, recommendation. So I think that uh, uh, if I'm getting back to your question, it's a lot of education and the mindset. Um, right. Well, and, and that's why we are, by the way, uh, uh, targeting right now the athletic active population, LC ager, and the biohackers, because they are already uh, in this mindset. They understand mm -hmm. that in order to, to share one min minute in your marathon time, it's a lot of work, it's not easy. Maybe it's easy for me that I'm not a marathon runner the, to, uh, to share a minute, but uh, uh, for the second marathon, it's very hard. The same from a, a, I don't know, a weightlifter that want to a PR with his a, 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 uh, weightlifting, it's not easy. It's very hard. And they are working very hard for that. And they basically, they are building all the day and all the week and all the months and all the year based on that. So those are the people right now that they uh, understand and have the right mindset. I think that in the future, everyone will understand it because it's, it's the difference between prevention and uh, treatment, okay? It's much right. better to prevent yourself to have diabetes than have the diabetes and then uh, uh, try to maintain it. And it's not fun to be a diabetic. Um, so why, why shouldn't you take care of yourself from the get-go and prevent yourself to get into an issue that you need to intervene? So, so that's, I think that's the mindset. Right. So is the goal currently, or correct me if I'm wrong, the goal currently is to, to target the people who are already like inspired and, and really active and want to optimize their health and their performance. Do you ever foresee you ever wanting to target or like wanting to inspire or motivate people who are not there yet? Or is that not your focus and kind of not your, your job at Inside Tracker, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. So definitely I want to, uh, to help them. I think that if you ask me what is the addressable market of Inside Tracker is everyone in the world. But uh, it's very hard uh, to convince them and to help them. There are a lot of people that say, Hey, I don't care. I, I love to eat McDonald's every day and I don't care that I'll uh, uh, die at the age of 50. I, I cannot help this person. I need the mindset first. Um, right. But I think that with time, people will, uh, uh, more and more, uh, uh, people will uh, uh, understand and get into that. Like if you look at the activity tracker, uh, uh, 10 years ago, or, I don't know, 12 years ago when Fitbit started, only crazy people had the uh, uh, activity tracker on their hand. Now we have, I know, maybe hundreds of millions of people having that. So it's take time because I think that uh, the athletic active LC ager and the biohackers are more like the head of the curve. They are early adopters. So right. I think that it's much better for us to work with them, to help them. They understand, they appreciate. To go to someone on the street and tell them, hey, do instant tracker and say, oh, it's expensive, it's hard. They, I, I like to sit on my sofa all the day. So it will take time. You will change his mindset. But I don't think that uh, it's the right time right now to work on that. But to answer your question, definitely I want to help them. Yeah. Interesting. And the COVID-19 pandemic has brought a lot of that thinking to the forefront as well in terms of thinking more right. about prevention than, uh, um, exactly. than treatment. Um, and I guess on that, what are some of the key biomarkers and physiological markers that maybe people should be more concerned with when it comes to fighting COVID-19? 
Yeah, so I think that uh, a lot of us heard about uh, vitamin D and uh, inflammation. Uh, as you said, you are a whoop user, so you have seen the respiration uh, rate yep. and uh, all of that. So that's another uh, uh, in interesting one. Um, but uh, I, I just uh, read a paper a few days ago that uh, said that you, it's, it's like a war and you need to be ready to a war, okay? Like uh, uh, if you look at the, I don't know, team six of the special force, they are good because they are ready. They are, uh, uh, they don't have any gram of fat on, the, on their body. They are, they are ready to fight. So all of us need to, ready, to be ready to fight. If the virus will come to someone that is obese and uh, again, drinking alcohol all the time and the liver is not functioning, and uh, it will be much uh, uh, easier for the virus to, to catch you than someone that is uh, exercising, but not too much, and uh, uh, rested and sleep and uh, uh, can fight the virus. It's, it's like a fight. It's like uh, going for a marathon run. So I think that uh, you need to keep yourself in the best shape. Uh, don't uh, say, I am staying at home and walking from home all the day so I, I can uh, sit on the sofa all the day, no, exercise. But also measure your biomark and be sure that you have enough vitamin D and you have a, 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 a not too much inflammation and uh, your metabolism is, is great. All of that is very important. It's interesting. I like how you put it that way. It's still a fight, but... It's an enemy that we can't we can't see, but there are still ways yeah, yeah, and, to fight it. Yeah, and and I think that uh, again, it's like uh, if you look at uh, uh, I don't know if you are a, a baseball uh, fan, but you have the pitcher and then you have the uh, relief pitcher. So the the relief pitcher doesn't know when he was going to play. He, he he know that he need to be ready all the time. While the pitcher in the rotation, you know, I'm number two, so I will play tomorrow, and then I have five days rest, and then I'll play again. So it's more like the relief pitcher in a way. You never know. You always need to be ready. Right. And uh, that, that's, you don't know when the virus will come. So you need to, to be ready all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, as you were building Insight Tracker and gathering all this, all this data to build, um, like the algorithms and all, and all of that, were there any specific, I guess, like data or like research data points that you came across that like really surprised you? Um, I, I wouldn't say surprised me, but I learned a lot uh, because I, uh, when I started, I, I, I was a, a scientist geek of uh, longevity, but uh, I, I, I wasn't in any mean uh, expert in uh, uh, exercise and expert in nutrition. I knew actually nothing about nutrition. And uh, what I uh, realized if we were looking at nutrition is that we have uh, around 8,000 different food items that are available for us today, okay? But if you look at the average American in an average week, we only consume around 20 of those. And more than that, the majority of us consume the same food. We consume uh, uh, dairy and we consume uh, chicken and maybe salmon and uh, egg and uh, I know, tomato and potato, okay? Only 20 out of uh, 8,000. Uh, and again, we consume it because, uh, I don't know, my wife is cooking it or I get it from the uh, uh, supermarket. So I think that what is uh, uh, interesting is actually we can use food as a drug of choice. And I, I like to say, uh, take the uh, medicine cabinet from the bathroom to into the refrigerator. And then you can come and find, hey, for me, the best to eat is not. But not only uh, nut, the best nut for me is a hazelnut, okay? That's something very uh, inspiring to come and uh, know, oh, hazelnut is the best nut for me, <laughs> and, uh, and the best vegetable for me is a, 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 a tomato, and the best fruit is a blueberry. Then it suddenly, uh, you, you get uh, to understand your body, because again, we are a machine, and uh, if you take the analogy of the car, uh, you can feed your car with a low-grade gasoline or high-grade gasoline. I assume that it's better to, uh, for, for you as a car to feed yourself with the best uh, uh, level of gasoline, but we don't know what is the best level of gasoline. And the way to know that is to test and understand and then feed the best food for you. So that's, that's what uh, uh, surprised me, that we have so many uh, variability of food, but we are not using them and we don't know how to feed them. Yeah. That's interesting. And what are, what are some of the biggest challenges facing 
inside tracker as you look to grow and scale the company over the coming years? Um, I think that it's a, 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 we have a lot of ideas what to do. And uh, a lot of them are very exciting, but uh, I think that it's like any other company at the end of the day, you have uh, this amount of uh, uh, team members and uh, this amount of time. And what is the uh, best uh, uh, feature to add that will allow our user to be the best? So that's why uh, we are uh, starting to do more and more user interviews. So we are taking our users, interview them for an hour and asking them questions and showing them what, uh, uh, what, what we are developing right now and getting their opinion. I, I think that that's uh, very important uh, uh, to understand. Um, and, um, and, and basically the, the challenge is uh, uh, to, to, to get there and to expose it to, uh, uh, to more and more users because uh, uh, from the users that we have, uh, uh, they, they, they are so excited about it and they, it's, it's so uh, exciting for me to, to hear that they are excited about that. But it's not easy to get to everyone. So uh, I think that the challenge right. is how can we get the word out and the more and more people will know about us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What's your ultimate vision for Inside Tracker? Uh, my ultimate vision is, as I said before, it might be a bit... Uh, 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 um, I know, dramatic is that everyone in the world will use the Insta Tracker and that way, uh, uh, will allow everyone to live longer, better life. So it's not only longer, but also better. So I don't right. want to be at the age of 80 uh, 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 connecting to a lot of tube and uh, lying on the bed all the time. I don't want to, to be at that situation, but I want to be at the age of 80 or 85 or 90 and still uh, cycling, going outside, walking, uh, spending time with my family. Uh, yeah. and, and that's the, that's the vision. I want everyone in the world to get that, and uh, then at the end of the day, die like a, a, a fruit fly when you need to die, but you will still be uh, until <laughs> the last day at the best condition ever. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Awesome. And then getting to these last handful of questions here, let's say we meet again on the street in five years. What would you want to be telling me that you've accomplished or created since this conversation? It could be personally or professionally. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, for me is uh, uh, showing or proving or seeing that uh, uh, the Insta Tracker users are uh, living longer, better life. And I have a proof of that by uh, uh, publishing a peer review scientific publication. So, so that will make me very happy. Awesome. What does your daily routine look like? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, so I used to wake up around 6.30 and uh, uh, trying to exercise uh, uh, pretty early. Um, uh, currently, my InstaTracker recommendation is to uh, do uh, endurance exercise and uh, yoga. So I'm doing it uh, one day that, one day that. Then uh, I'm also doing intermittent fasting. So uh, I used to start eating not uh, before 10 a.m. And uh, then... Uh, 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 integrating, uh, obviously I'm working from 8 a.m. until I don't know, 6, 7 p.m., but uh, uh, integrating all the food and the, and the supplement and uh, trying to do also a, a one uh, session of uh, uh, mindfulness or meditation if I can. So I'm trying to, to work hard, but also take a, a hard a maintenance of my body as much as I can. Awesome. And then... So as is the name of the podcast, the Driving Force podcast, what do you think has been your driving force throughout your life? Yeah, I think that my driving force is what we started with, is the, at the age of 12, I realized that we are not uh, uh, living forever. And uh, I really, is, I'm really trying to change it and uh, allow us to live longer, better life. Uh, that's my driving force. Great. And then lastly here, before we wrap up, what parting words of wisdom or advice around optimizing our health would you like to leave the people listening? Um, yeah, I think that's very simple. Uh, your machine, your body is a machine. It's a very complex machine and it's need the maintenance. And it's like a saving for your retirement. The early that you will start, uh, you will have a better chance to, uh, to live longer, better life. 
So don't say, I'm, oh, I'm only 20 and I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm feeling good and all of that, because what your body show, how do you look like doesn't mean what's happening inside your body. And the issue is starting very early. So if we'll, you'll find that, I don't know, you have slightly high cholesterol, slightly high glucose, slightly high uh, inflammation, or slightly low vitamin D, you can treat it early, and then you'll be better for longer. So uh, don't, don't say it's too early for me. It's never too early, but it's also never too late. So if you haven't done it yet, <laughs> uh, you should do it, because uh, uh, you, you cannot uh, have a better investment than uh, in making your body in the best shape that it uh, could be. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great place to end. Gil, thanks for coming. Thanks again for coming on the show. This is great. Thank you so much. Where can people go to find you online and learn more about Inside Tracker? Yeah, they can go to insidetracker.com and the, all the information is there and uh, we'll be very happy and excited to have you as part of uh, the Inside Tracker crowd. Awesome. And you all can also visit my website, chaserosa.com, and follow me on Instagram at chaserosa4 for updates on new episodes. Thanks to everyone who's listening, and see you next time.